The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, gonna, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open i don't want to miss a thing yeah you, you know you gotta act quick yes and when you want the best you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead it's like if you're hiring for a business you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up mm. so what's the best way to do that zip recruiter ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. following is a production of Dirty Mo Media. The Dale Jr. Download. I'm back. The Dale Jr. Download. Tuesdays are going to be Dirty Air and Ask Jr. Who gives a about that motherfucker? Yeah. No, no, no. You. Oh, yeah. You know, morning show style experience. I'm, I I'm, do. I'm, I, I, I didn't I, have a problem. And I don't have a problem with your opinion. Literally been doing this every Ow, day for life. your entire life. Yeah. Now I can't not think about it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another season of the Dale Jr. Download. I'm Dylan Hart Jr. and with me is my co-host Mike Davis. Season 11, man. Season 11. That's a lot of seasons. And this is uh, episode 409. Is it? Yeah. All right, 409. On this great Tuesday, February 7, 2023. Uh, we're going to do some dirty air and some ass junior today. Got a lot to get to. A lot happened in the offseason. A lot going on uh, at the racetrack over this past weekend at the Coliseum and the Clash. We're back in the Bojangles studio. A couple little things are different. Uh, yes. We got a new hood over here. Yes. Uh, this is a uh, Dirty Mo Media hood. Um, made by Ryan Williams and the crew upstairs, uh, kind of like um, the uh, the winning hood off of uh, Bobby Allison's Miller Buick. I think that was the 1989 Daytona 500. If I might be mistaken, I might be mistaken. Rain Man back in usual form here yeah. with his uh, NASCAR history. Yeah. Good to see. The, the, yeah, it's a good looking race car. Yeah, it was. Um, uh, iconic looking. That hood's cool. Um, we're gonna. The other hood's gone. Going to auction off. Right? I've got news on that. It's going here. to auction next. Tuesday, a week from today, it's going to be on the DaleJuniorFoundation.org website. It's going to be up there for a week. So the hood with all of the signatures from all of our guests, including Dale's, it's all going to be on that hood, and it's going to auction next week. The DaleJuniorFoundation.org, that's where you can go bid on it. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, anyhow, um, we got a lot to get to, but first off, uh, we wanted to, to kind of explain what's going on this year. We are um, branching out. Dirty Mo Media is um, creating a lot of new shows. The Dale Jr. Download is going to change. 
uh, a little bit from what I think you know we've typically uh, done in the past. Let's talk about the new shows first. Yeah. Um, we got um, Denny Hamlin's show, um, Actions Detrimental. The first episode went out this week yeah. early, um, and the Door Bumper Clear guys were back to work. Uh, what's been, you know, Denny, we, we, you know, we sit down with him and said, hey, man, uh, what day you want to do this? This is, you know, he makes, you know, we set it all up. Everything's prepared for him to, you know, have a season and, and go for it, right? But we knew the West Coast weekends and other, uh, you know, logistical things will be tough. First episode, right there out of the gate. Uh, he's got to come all the way back from the Coliseum and, uh, and, and record a show. <laughs> yeah. So he was, uh, you know, he was greeted at the very beginning of this sort of uh, new chapter for him with a bit, you know, one of the toughest challenges. No sleep, not feeling great. Yeah, not he, feeling great is an understatement. Yeah, he yeah. talked about that in the show. Not sure exactly what was going on with him. He's going to get checked out. You know, carbon monoxide, something he's bothered by uh, from the race. And uh, I don't feel bad sharing that because I think he discussed, you know, discussed it quite a bit in the show. So uh, if you yep. want to know a little bit more about that and maybe get some updates on Denny, follow all his social media handles and so forth. But I'm sure he'll continue to be sharing with us about what's going on there. But anyways, um, his set is really awesome. I thought that, um, you know, looking forward to seeing the fan reaction on, on what Denny's going to bring to us week in and week out. Then we announced also yesterday... Uh, we announced that we're going to have a show um, with Steve Letarte, Dirty Mo Doe. That's right. I'm really excited about that. I've been uh, a big uh, proponent of of this show and trying to figure out what what a show like this might look like for us. Came with a lot of challenges to be able to put together. I appreciate everybody at Dirty Mo Media. I mean, everybody's hustled this off season to be able to get all this stuff together and launch it. Um, so all of our, you know, myself and all the listeners and everybody involved uh, should be super thankful for the team. Working so hard, but Dirty Modo with Steve Letart. He's going to basically, you know, Steve uh, is fascinated by uh, by gambling, the the you know the the odds. Um, we talk all the time about it throughout the year, and he, you know, he helps. He kind of I I knew nothing about the over under. I know nothing about the language that the the. the what a what a better gambler's looking at and so anyway he does he's you know um boy they you know playing golf with his buddies and and they're all over the top of that kind of stuff and uh not just in in you know obviously motorsports but um outside of motorsports and he's gonna sort of take us you know through a year of you know what he feels like the good good odds are what Mm -hmm. are some good bets to make and he already just sitting down with him uh, before the first show, uh, he was telling me about some you know things you wouldn't think about, things that are so obvious uh, once you hear him describe it that to me sound like really, really solid bets that I think <laughs> you know I think there are fans out there that would be curious to to put a dollar or five dollars on the line, right and 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 put a little skin in the game makes the race a lot more fun to watch. Um, I know if uh, I got a bet with a buddy or something on a football game. I'm more invested. If I'm playing fantasy football and I got a player out mm-hmm. there, I'm more invested, right? If I mm-hmm. got money in fantasy football to, to, you know, dues paid or whatever it be, you know, you're more invested when there's than just what the score, the final score is. And so 
Steve was telling me, I don't want to, you know, give it away, but Steve was telling me a couple things about, you know, this Daytona 500 coming up and some, some, some drivers are going to have these really favorable odds to either go over or under on their result. And, you know, there'll be, there'll be some drivers that, that the odds will be bullish on or positive toward that probably aren't going to have great runs. Right. And then last year, right. So, um, so I thought that was kind of fascinating. I think he's going to really, um, for not just the betting fan, you know, say you don't want to bet. It's still a great way to understand the strengths and weaknesses of each driver. So, you know, say I'm not even betting on the race. I think it's a great place to learn who they think is going to have a great weekend and who won't. It's a heck of a way to prepare for the race. I mean, like, whether you don't even bet. Yeah. No, you, you can listen to this podcast just as a preview to what's coming this weekend. I agree. And 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 so I thought that – I think it's going to do really, really well. I really do. And Steve's energy just in the uh, trailer that we released um, – <laughs> He's he's made for this. Yeah, he's so analytical. It's a perfect fit, and like, you, know, you you actually understand why he was such yeah. a good crew chief because how good and, and analytical that he is on every little thing. He can't look at yeah. something and just appreciate the surface level. He has to know how it's built, what it's going to yeah. do next. He's so analytical about that. They also, um, you know, the couple of guys he's got on the show, the the professor. I work with that guy. Um, so I mean, we know these people. These people are integrated into our lives in different ways. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun to uh, – I'm excited about this whole lineup. Let me say one more thing about that show because I think this is important. Mm-hmm. We're not sitting here trying to promote degeneracy, if that's even a word. Uh, we're trying to promote responsible yeah. uh, responsible sports betting. Sure. I mean, Steve makes a point that he does it with a budget. He, yeah. doesn't, uh, he does it responsibly, very disciplined, Um and does it for the entertainment purposes, and that is it. He's not trying to, you know, pay for a mortgage. He's not yeah. trying to sit there and, you know, pay off a car. He's not trying to do any of these things. He has a a, a limited budget. He does that, and, and he also doesn't bet on NASCAR, by the way. He's not going to be betting on the NASCAR. He's going to give all of us advice and pointers and insights and analytics into what we're going to see on the NASCAR race. Chopper and, and Professor might bet on the NASCAR race, but, th- but all of that stuff, we're going to learn so much just through this one podcast it will drop on Thursdays every yeah. week. I only gamble when I go to Vegas, right? So for me, gambling was always just a, a Vegas thing. And so, but listening to Steve talk about, you know, other, other sports that he, he gambles on, it's really been fascinating to me. And I've sort of been looking at, like, in, I do a lot of fantasy football, right? And on this fantasy football app that we use, that me and my, my league use, there's over-unders on the players that you can make bets on. So, like, you know, this player is going to get 250 yards passing. Will he do 251 or 249? Yeah. You know, so you can, you can kind of make these bets. And to your point about, like, to your point about responsible gambling, so if I want to – I got so I got my team, right? Your fantasy team. My fantasy team playing against my buddy. Okay. But if I want to put a dollar on my, on my quarterback, mm-hmm. right, and it's going to pay me three – uh, or, or, you know, if I want to do a five-player parlay and it's going to pay me five times or whatever, right? Um, man, it's exciting. Even just when it's one damn dollar. I know. Can, can we just say that you called me the other day all excited because you won like 12 bucks or yeah. something? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you were, yeah. you were as excited as, as anything else. And you're like, I, never, I just won. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's – uh, it's fun to it's fun to win even when it's even right. when it's minimal you know returns it's still fun to have you know it's a win so uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty fascinated to see how the show is received, and I think it'll do well. I think, you know, there's a great market for it. And um, also, let's move on to the Dale Jr. Download format. So, yes. Um, the Dale Jr. Download has turned into, we, we, when I first started hosting the show, Mike, it, turned, it was a 22-minute show. We kind of had a 22-minute window that we tried to live in. Um, and then it grew and grew and grew. And it's up to about two and a half hours at times, sometimes even more. And we, uh, over the past, I think over the past couple of years since I became a broadcaster, I wanted to touch more on what we do in dirty air, more current events, more what's happened at the racetrack this past weekend, maybe even previews into the next weekend, anything. But we can't if we live in this one show format, right? So with the interview, which we know everybody feels is important, we, we have reached a limit on how much more we can put into the show. I am not interested in releasing a three-hour or a four-hour podcast. Right. Right. And if we continue down this path, we're going to continue to bloat, the, bloat that single show. That's right. So for us to be able to, uh, for me to be able to do what I want to do uh, in terms of what I want to do when I sit down in this chair, we got to split this up. All right. So we are going to divide uh, the Dale Jr. Download into pieces, and these pieces will now become their own shows. That's right. So we're going to have a Tuesday, a Wednesday, and a Thursday show. The Wednesday is the guest. We don't, we're doing this so we don't have to take away from the guest experience. If we continue to bloat the original single show, we would have to minimize the guests more and more and more to fit in any new things. And so we don't want to do that. We think the guest interviews are compelling. They're enjoyable. Uh, we want to continue to be able to deep dive into a lot of the people that we have at this table. And so that'll be our Wednesday drop. Um, Tuesdays are going to be Dirty Air and Ash Jr., where we'll, we'll touch on what happened at the racetrack the past weekend or anything else going on in our lives or anything else happening in the, in, you know, in the current events. And then Thursday will be sort of a variety show. It'll be a little bit reaction, a little, little bit touching on some more current events and things that we didn't get to on Tuesday. And, um, and there's some new segments and ideas that we want to, you know, man on the street interviews and all types of things that we want to get into this show and want to, we want to bring into the Dale Jr. Download uh, experience. And that'll all be part of what Thursday is. Yep. My dream, I think, or my intentions, my goal, my what, I, what I'm heading toward is a daily Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sh- you know, morning show style experience. That's what I would love to do. Outside of broadcasting on, on, uh, in the broadcast booth on race day, I would love to be basically a talking head, uh, a morning show style. Uh, I think that's what I'd like to take this toward, right? And this is a step in that direction. This isn't the final concept, uh, but this is moving toward that, that, that type of deal to where we're a daily source of, source of content and information. Uh, and so... Um, that's what this is all about, and, and I hope everybody embraces it. And we're going to have a lot of fun with it, and um, you still get these great guest interviews uh, this week, starting off the season. Go uh, ahead and tell us who it is. Sterling Marlin. Sterling, by yeah. God, Marlin. So tomorrow you get to um, listen to Sterling Marlin. We've, uh, you know, we've had him on the list for a long time. We've got a lot of notes to go over. I was reading a lot of that this morning. Uh, to to get ready to sit down with him, and it's going to be great. Yeah. I hear that he has a great memory, recalling dates and information. Those are that's important when we sit down with our guests that they'll they'll come in with the details in different 
parts of my life and career he's woven into the you know certain events yes he so is. we'll be talking about those NASCAR history and heritage come alive at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Celebrate my fellow inductees Donnie Allison, Jimmy Johnson, and Chad Knauss with their class of 2024 artifacts enshrined in the Hall of Honor. Don't miss the Ford Performance Showcase. It's a new inside NASCAR exhibit that showcases the Ford Mustang's next-gen car through its design and innovation. The latest edition of Glory Road explores over 75 years of racing history, with its cool 33-degree banking and 19 cars on display on Mondays and Fridays, there's guided tours that take you behind the scenes with incredible stories and access to a NASCAR Hall of Fame insider. Or you can explore the hall at your own pace with the new mobile hub. It's a digital experience. Get behind the wheel of a realistic iRacing simulator. Or you can learn how fast-paced pit stops work with the Pit Crew Challenge. From the legends who shaped the sport to the new heroes earning a spot in the record books, the NASCAR Hall of Fame delivers an unforgettable experience. Book your visit to the hall today at nascarhall.com. Let's get right to it, man. Uh, let's start uh, off with what we uh, got into in the offseason. I had a little um, treatment done on my face. Can we talk about that? Well, I was wondering if you were going to bring it up. Yeah. You want to bring it up? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, um, uh I got a friend of mine that I work with, and me and him both have the same complexion. And he had this treatment done on his face where um, you, it's, it's kind of t- 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 to fight precancer cells or even cancer, I guess. Um, and it's uh, you, uh, your dermatologist is going to subscribe this stuff to you. It will burn like the top layer, or top two or three layers of skin off of your face, wherever you put it, right? And especially anything that's like precancerous or cancerous, it, it really attacks that. And so um, my but my dermatologist was like, man, you got to get this done. You got to do this. You got some places too much, you know, got some sun around your temples when you were younger and too much around your brow. And I had sunspots and all these, you know, I just thought it was just normal aging sunspots, right? And, mm. and, and changes in your complexion. And my doctor's like, man, you got to get this done. You got to do this. Now you got a couple of years, but I think at some point you got to, you know, there's going to be a point where you just, we can't say now nah, next year, we'll do it again. We'll do it next year. We'll do it next year. So my buddy had this done and his whole face was red and he said it's super uncomfortable. It takes about a month to burn off. We took, so you apply this stuff for about two weeks and then your face is going to take another three weeks to completely heal. And, um, it's super uncomfortable. Uh, it's like a real bad sunburn. And now Dang, I hate sunburns. That, that sucks. Yeah. Well, it's just, it makes your skin red and irritated really bad. Like I say, man, it's just, it's like cooking the top couple layers of skin yeah. off your face. Yeah. And so, um, I, I pushed it all the way. I pushed it off for three years. I told my doctor, I was like, I'm gonna do it this winter. I'm gonna do it this winter. I got, you know, I gotta have a win. I gotta have a month where I don't go anywhere. Don't do any TV. Don't do a photo shoot. Don't go somewhere where I, where I need my face. And so <laughs> this year was the year where I, he's like, hey, man, we got to do this. It's time. And there was this one little spot on my uh, right brow, and he's cutting all this stuff off my face with a razor blade and sending it in to get biopsy. And there was one spot that was uh, that he, he was like, this is important that we get this off. Now, the rest of it I wanted to go away as well, but this one spot 
is the one that Concern. you need to be making sure that it, it, it goes away. And so, um, uh, anyways, I put this stuff. I was lucky because he was like, I only he drew on my face with ink pen. He's like, you only need to put it in these one spots. And it was basically uh, around my temples and brow, right? Up onto my forehead and down around my temples and onto my cheeks a little bit. So I didn't have to put it, you know, I didn't have to shave my beard, put it all over my chin or anywhere in the center of my forehead or my nose even. Um, I think I should probably treat my nose at some point down the road, but I'm going to do, I'm, I put it where he asked me to, you know, to, he drew on my face and I took these, it was fun. I, I go to the doctor, he draws on my face. I take pictures of that. So I knew where to put it. I look at these pictures that I took and see where he drew. And, and we kept taking pictures of it as we went hmm. on this process. So two weeks uh, of putting this stuff on my face, I had these big red spots on, on my, on the side of my face. Um, and then it took, it, I feel like right now is when it find you know, right around now, I feel like it's completely gone. So first of all, this is why you said, don't talk to me in January. I'm going to be very cranky. Yeah. Okay. Second of all, should I have noticed these red spots? I mean, this sounds like you're cutting off these significant things. I've never even noticed this. They weren't red spots to begin with. Okay. They were, so they th- were just blemishes or you wouldn't be able to really maybe I would, notice I, So it? I don't need to feel guilty for not noticing it. No. Got it. I mean, I wasn't walking around with lesions hanging off off the side of my okay, you know, forehead. All right, but it might, you know, it that's like I think that's the thing too, man. Is like a lot of times, might you might not know what's going on with your face until you go to a dermatologist and he'll look at something and I go, can promise you that's true. But he'll look at something <laughs> on your face right now and say, "This is a concern," and you'll be like, "Well, that's been there forever. I don't know nothing. You know, I don't even notice it. It's just a very, yeah, it's just a very faint." shade of, of of darker brown or, or or some sort of you know it looks like a you know i don't know it looks kind of just like just a spot right, right. It, it's right. nothing Whatever. and um so anyhow um well wait, wait. I, what about the biopsy did it come back all right no it didn't he said it got that part was um, cancerous i don't know i mean he was like we need to focus on this to, he, he had a name for it like I'm, he didn't say hey this is cancer he just said this is um, um he had a na- long name for it, and he's like, "We got to make sure that this. Pay attention to this one in particular." Dang, I'm glad you got it done. Yeah. Man. So, um, and I would have never messed with it had Amy or or you know my buddy uh, that I work with had those things not triggered me to go to the dermatologist and get looked at. I probably would have never had it treated, ever. Probably not. Yeah. Right. And so I got this one spot on the back of one of my ears that's um, that is absolutely going to be cancer if i don't it is absolutely going to be skin cancer if i don't do the same exact treatment when are you going to do that um i'm this year yeah it's a small spot i just got to put that cream on there a couple weeks and it'll just take care of it i hope let's take some off weeks that week (laughs) you want to it's not it's not in spot so that's on the back of my ear, so it's not a spot like you're going to see when you're looking at no 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 i'm not worried about that i'm worried about you know the irritability Oh, no, no, that's not a problem. Oh, really? You sure? No, no it's not. Um, right. Let's talk about the offseason. Jimmy Johnson's coming back. Um, yeah. Why? Why is he coming back? I, you know, I saw Denny's comment on his uh, on on the some of the some of the uh, stuff we put out uh, to promote his show, and he's talking about how he didn't want him to come back. He's going to taint his legacy. I don't know, man. The guy's got every right in the world to do whatever he wants. No, sure, he's got the right to. Well, come on back. Hey. He didn't have a great time in IndyCar. He got humbled. Uh, he'll tell you that. He couldn't, you know, couldn't find the limit. Couldn't find the speed. 
He's coming back to stock cars to to redeem himself. Damn. Is is that right? Why not? I mean, can, can you really redeem yourself if you're running a handful of races? How He's, competitive can you be? Not to you, buddy. Not to me. He's redeeming For himself. himself. Okay. Fair. And listen, I love Jimmy, and I love the fact that he's coming back, and I love what he's doing with uh, Petty GMS, now called Legacy Motor yeah. Club. Yeah. Right? I love that. That That's not the part. I'm just – how competitive can you be? And it's just going to – I'm just not going to enjoy seeing somebody like William Byron passing Jimmy Johnson or, or Ross Chastain passing Jimmy Johnson. Why? They pa- I mean, even when I he just, was – I know, man. I know, but I'm just saying, I, it, even it, when- it feels like it's going to be like – it's. I feel like it taints his legacy. When he went, when he was winning five championships in a row, he was getting passed by people. You know what I mean, though. I'm thinking metaphorically here. I just don't want to see him come back and not be the, you know, the man that he is. Well, he wasn't the man when he left. I mean, the last couple of years of his Cup career, he struggled, and I think, you know, the guys. So Jimmy, when I was looking to. To, when I was looking at, or at retirement and considering retirement and what that might look like, me and Jimmy had conversations, and he's like, man, you know what would be great is if we split a season. I don't want, I don't want to quit entirely, but, man, wouldn't it be cool if we just had a couple races that we ran and we split a car? And I'm like, man, that sounds awesome, but it's not realistic. Nobody's going to want to – Rick's not going to want to do that. But in, I'm just – I say that because in his mind, he never really wanted to stop. In his mind, he just wanted to do less. In his mind, he still loves to drive and wants to race. He went to IndyCar because of the the challenge, but also because of the limited schedule and the opportunity to do it when and where he wanted. Now he's getting that at, at the cup level, and go get it. You know, I don't have an expectation of where he should or could finish. I don't think it's going to change anything about the way I feel about his legacy, if he goes out there and doesn't have a good good time or a good runs, no way in hell a, a guy that won all those championships in a row, mm-hmm. I mean, nobody's ever going to do that again. You know, nothing can change the way I feel about Jimmy and his legacy because of how dominant he was in that little, you know, particularly in that five-year stretch. And so – you know, go out there, have fun. I mean, I say that because I'm doing the same thing, right? I'm going down and running this late model car. I might get my ki- teeth kicked in by these guys. I mean, they've been pushing me around. We've been having fun. I haven't got no great results yet. Oh, well, I'm going to go back and do it again. Nobody's yeah. saying, hey, man, quit doing that. You're f***ing it up. Yeah, I hear you. You know, so I, on the other hand, didn't love the rebrand. You said you didn't care much about it. It didn't bother you. That you didn't love the rebrand of the of the uh, race team. Yeah, what the hell, Legacy Motors? What is the motor, <laughs> mo- Legacy Motor Club? What is this? Like a damn. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's like uh, one of those car shows. It's it's like one of those uh, drive-ins that Sonny Lunsford goes to. It sounds yeah. like one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> they it do, sounds like the old the, Legacy Motor Club down in Kannapolis. You know, they go they bring all their. Uh, no, their, John. It was that movie with John Travolta and uh, uh, Chris Rock. Who who was in that movie with Ho- Wild Hogs? Yeah. That's the Legacy Motor Club, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Some That's what it would be like. 50-year-old, you know, accountants that ride Harleys on the weekend. <laughs> See, it's already tainting the legacy. See what I'm saying? That's not Jimmy's legacy. I mean, it, it is. He's the one that did it. 
I don't have a problem with that. But now that you've been, I, introduced wild hogs into yeah. the uh, chat here, uh, now it's starting to change me a little bit. I'm just giving it a hard time. You know, it's like anything else. A year from now, it won't matter. That's right. A year from now, it'll be it'll be fine. It, not that it won't matter. A year from now, like a name change for maybe a, you know, an NFL team, right? <laughs> Nobody loves it out of the gate. Maybe even a year later, we don't like it. But at some point, mm. you're like, it just, yeah, just kind of sticks. So you're at peace with moving the card numbers forward? Heck no. <laughs> so we're going to get to that. Um, Kevin Harvick has uh, you know, announced, announced that he's retiring at the end of the season. I find that pretty interesting only because um, we saw in the clash how he's pushing people around, right? So we need to have a camera on Kevin the entire, uh, the entire year to make sure that we catch all of the people that get sent off the nose of that number four car because that's going to be awesome to watch. There's a reckoning coming? Is well, that what... you know, he's just trying to you know, lean on him a little bit. You might get it. <laughs> uh, but he is also going into the Fox booth. I think that's a great move. I think he's a good analyst, and I think he'll balance that booth out. They, they, they need someone else in there. They have a variety of people that they put in throughout the year, some great. Uh, but, but I think that having a consistent week-in, week-out team uh, will be great for them going forward. So I'm excited about that. And Kevin has driven this new car. Right, so he's going to bring a ton of great analysts about exactly what this car feels like for the drivers, and so that's critical for the booth. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home, and what makes a home is more than just the house or the property. It's the location and neighborhood, Dalton. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when we say in-depth, we're talking deep in-depth. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, a home, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I bought uh, me, Kevin, speaking of Kevin Harvick, me, Kevin Harvick, and uh, Justin Marks, and Jeff Burton bought the Cars Tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody's heard about that. The Cars Tour, late model stock series, it runs about 18 races a year. Uh, we're going to announce that we're going on flow for the year. Going on flow. Yeah, we're going to be streaming on flow. It's not an additional purchase. So if you're a subscriber, you own the Cars Tour content for the season. Well, that's fantastic. It is. Um, also, we're going to Florence to race this weekend on flow. I'm taking uh, my little late mile car to go down there and run the icebreaker on Saturday. Racing starts around 2 o'clock. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, hold up a second. Yeah. You're going to Florence Speedway this weekend yeah. in a late model. Yeah. Last time you were at Florence. Might have been penalized a couple times for running and wrecking people. Yeah. Were we going to come back with a little bit more, uh, 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 le- maybe a little less rudeness? Well, I didn't know the rules. I didn't know you'd get sent to the rear if you spun to my ass. <laughs> is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I so didn't. Now, is that the rules now? Look, you own the tour now. Well, I don't. This isn't this a car, isn't a car, car race. Tour. I didn't know that if you spun somebody out, you automatically got sent to the rear. That's not how they did it when I the last time I ran a late model race. If you spun out the leader, you were the leader. Oh yeah, you knew, you didn't know it the first time, but you knew it the second time, didn't you? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the second what I was time say. was an accident. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was gonna say. What happened after the second time? That you did the second it? time was an accident. 
I really I cooked it in the corner. I mean, you know, we don't have to relive it, but um, I'm just trying to help you out here. So you're going to go back there. You're going to come back. I didn't even know if you had any friends. I didn't. I'm a little shocked to let you back. I'll frankly. find out when I get there. I guess so. How many friends? I oh, got. if we need to fight our way out, that's the story. Yeah, I'm sure I'm going to see you there. Yeah. What you don't think I'd go? <laughs> no. <laughs> you're right. I don't think I can be seen with you're you. You're not going to. Nobody be there. likes you down there. You well, wrecked everybody. Yeah. So um, we're going to have some fun this weekend at Florence if you want to come check us out. If not, watch it on Flow uh, and watch all the cars tour on Flow in 2023. Um, let's move on to the Clash. Uh, what's the future of the Clash and racing at the Coliseum? Uh, the Auto Club Speedway is getting reconfigured. It will not have a race in 2024. And, oh, my, that, that, that seemed to stir a lot of uh, concern. Man, we can't we we can't not have a race on the West Coast in, in Southern California. We can't go a year and not have a race. We, well, we must have a we maybe we could have a points race at the Coliseum. What? The future of the racing at the Coliseum hopefully is not a points race in place of Auto Club's reconfigure. Right? While Auto Club gets reconfigured. Uh, let's hope that we don't end up racing a points race at the Coliseum. That was sort of some rumblings. Mike, help me out here. Well, you're saying that you would be okay with the Clash staying there the, as an exhibition race, yeah. but but don't make it a points race. Right. Now, and, and don't make it a points race because of... It's not a real racetrack. It's not a real racetrack. No. no. There's mm. no pit road. That's right. There's no pit road. Yeah. But, like, but, 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 there's, but there's plenty of racetracks, you know, short tracks, dirt tracks across the country that their pit road is on the outside. Are they holding cup races? Well, didn't IRP uh, hold Xfinity races? IRP has a uh, pit road, buddy. They, but I'm talking about a garage. So you're saying there's no, there's no track with a pit road or anything that you've ever raced on? It's all on the outside? I don't, I'm pretty sure that every cup race we run at has a pit road. So it's not a real racetrack. Look, we can't, I mean, we can't, we can't. It's a temporary facility. It is. It's perfect the way it is. It does this little clash thing. We yeah. kick the season off in 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 L.A. Everybody, you know, gets to get all excited. Uh, I, you know, it to each his own. Not everybody has to love what it is, That's but true. it is not. It's a It's a it's a temporary track, and. Michael McDowell, right? He runs out of gas or whatever happens to him. He's coasting around the race. He can't get off the track. Couldn't even get off the track. That's true. They had to throw a caution in the middle of the race. Yeah. They had to throw a yellow because he couldn't get off the racetrack because there's no pit road. There's, I mean, the entry to it is so unorthodox that it doesn't work properly. It's not functional for a full points-paying event. I'm, w I'm with you on that, but I think you didn't even like the Bush Clash being there to begin with. I don't. Yeah. I'm, I do. I'm, I'm, I, I, I didn't I, have a problem with that, and I don't have a problem with your opinion. I thank you. I like, I like it at Daytona. I know a lot of people are going to say, "Well, it, it wasn't good there, and it, and we don't need to tear a bunch of race cars." And da 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 da. That's fine. I have my opinions about all of those opinions, but <laughs> you know, I the clash was at Daytona. It was for pole winners. I don't care if you had, tw you know, the problem is, you know, the clash was created in 1980 for guys that won pole awards if it was eight it was an eight car race if it was 12 pole winners from the year before it was a 12 car race mm -hmm. that was that it mm -hmm. was 20 laps it took damn 15 minutes they didn't have practice or qualifying or anything you just line them up and went 20 laps bam bam 
It was over. And it was a nice uh, appetizer in, in a long two-week Speed Weeks. Speed Weeks is now cut down to what, four days? It's a week. Is it? Yeah. Okay. I don't believe that they're all there for a week. But anyways, when do they Speed Weeks. Speed Weeks has been cut down to, to literally half. nothing. And so I understand the clash can't exist anymore because it, it, it can't exist at Daytona because, you know, Speed Weeks has been minimized down to hardly nothing. Um, the race, the race kind of got bigger and bigger. More cars allowed, more ways to enter the race, more ways to be available, you know, more ways to be allowed to race, right? And I joked one year that if you had a valid driver's license, you you were you were entered, you could run. That's right. Um, we had past champions and and top twenty six in points, and this not no, it was no longer a pole award only invitational sort of thing, right? And when that went away, the clash itself, in my opinion, the identity of the clash was lost and gone. We've argued that over and over and over. So. I've, I'm fine that it's not at Daytona. I'm fine that it's at the Coliseum. It can do this thing that it's doing. It was entertaining. I watched it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And that's what it needs to be. You could still do the poll winners. I mean, they, they should still do that. Save RFK from going all the way across the country. And then they're never going to do that. They're never yeah. going to revert back. They're never, ever going to revert back to the original identity of this race. I'm I'm not I'm not holding my breath for it. Yeah. My think my thinking is that if uh you know since RFK's missed it two years in a row that next year they're not going to have an elimin they're going to start all thirty six of them. <laughs> Come on now. Well, Jimmy's going to show up, <laughs> so they're going to lock him in. They're not going to you know they're not going to have Jimmy eliminated. So now we get champions provisionals. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be forty cars. Which Brackislowski then makes the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> you know so. You're being facetious. I am. Yes. I mean, let's just be real. <laughs> so I'm being sarcastic. Um, what's the future of the clash? I hope that it remains as is. And we have it is a it is a cool, neat thing in the shape and form that it exists in now. Let's not try to take that and screw it up. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I would love some consistency for a little while. Yeah. yeah. If you want to do something else, do something entirely different separate. If you got another idea, another racetrack we need to run at or whatever, right? Don't let's just just leave this little clash thing doing what it's doing and go do your other thing. Yeah. Honestly, man, I still think that um in my mind, man, if I'm if I was running a sport, I would have the Coliseum, I would rebrand the Coliseum race. And I'd run it uh mid-January. I'd take the Coliseum event and rebrand it I'd leave it what it you know I'd leave the process and format and all that what it is, but I'd run it early. I would take the clash clash re bring its original identity back to pole winners, put them twelve or fourteen or or whatever it is the only the guys that won polls no one else mm-hmm. not a not a not a wild card not a points champion or nobody just the pole winners put them out in Daytona for twenty laps uh, before we qualified for the Daytona five hundred. And so the clash lives in Daytona where it belongs. The Coliseum is this awesome icebreaker, if you will, for the season. You know, exhibition race, almost like a off-season tour, yeah. so to speak. Kind of like you guys used to go to Japan or, exactly. or whatever it is. Exactly. Just an exhibition. You'd do that to go get new fans, wouldn't yeah. you? Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. 
I like it. Picture this. It's blazing hot outside and you need to head to work. You get into your car and turn on the AC to get the cold air pumping as soon as possible, but it doesn't work. Instead, blowing hot air out of your vents and directly into your face. No, your car doesn't hate you. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the air conditioning system, and there's an easy all-in-one solution that will restore your cold air in no time. There's no need to go to the shop and pay lots of money when you can save time and money recharging yourself with AC Pro Recharge Kits. AC Pro Recharge Kits make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience. And the AC Pro app offers clear, vehicle-specific instructions to help you get the job done in less than 10 minutes. So pick up an AC Pro Recharge Kit at any store selling auto products and confidently restore your car's cold air yourself today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The best part about The Clash, what was the best part for you? Best part about The Clash? I think... Hey, listen, I know a lot of people had a problem with the number of cautions and, and, and the uh, beating and banging. I mean, like people complaining during the race and, you know, on social media. But I mean, like, I listen, as, as somebody that's with you and I like short track racing, that's what comes with short track racing. I mean, you got all the who's complaining about beating banging. I mean, is this all the, well, the number fans? of the, the number of cautions uh, basically prolonging the race. I mean, there, there was a truth about that, like how long it took to complete. Well, but I didn't was, have a problem with it. It's my point. Well, the, the, it was a long format. The heat races, the, the, the 50-lap consies, I don't, I don't think it was. I liked those too, by the way. Well, I think that the, if there's frustration over how long it took, uh, the, uh, pointing the finger at the cautions is, wrong, is not, you're pointing the finger at the wrong thing, right? The number of cautions, yeah, well, maybe, maybe. I mean, listen, I'm saying I didn't have a problem with that. I just thought that the the uh, the ability. Then he talked about it a little bit, like you were going to have to root and, and and beat and bang to make a pass. Great. And I like, yeah, that's what I, that's what I like. You okay. asked me what what I like most about the clash. That was it. Oh, well, I'm surprised to hear that people didn't like that. Surely you saw that people were bitching and complaining about how long the race took. Nope. I, you weren't on social media. Then. Yes. No, no, no. You, oh, yeah. You must have been. Uh, Mike, I think I, I personally felt like that the, four, that the day was too long. From the minute I turned my TV on. From five to, yeah, that's five hours. From the minute I turned my TV on to watch the first lap of the first heat race to the minute it ended, that was too long of a show. Okay. And, I mean, I don't, want, I don't want to cut the heat races. I don't want to cut the last chance race. But. Squish all this up, man. Get this in a smaller window. Or take the heat races in the last chance race and put run them the night before. What the hell was that? You know, we had qualifying and then went off there. Give me some give me some uh, meat on the bone on the night before, man. Give me some racing. Okay. Well, what, what was your favorite part of the clash? Maybe, you know what? Qualify them. The top 20 lock in and then run your last chance races that night on the night before. You get your last chance races out of the way. I don't know. They should change the format to where race day is a bit more of a of a smaller package. Is you know for sitting at home on TV, taking over the television in a house of uh, you know with two kids. Girls are like, "Hey, Peppa Pig." <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Give me about three more hours." <laughs> or and here's a thought: go to the other room. Yeah, <laughs> take your Peppa Pig into the other room. Yeah. But so, what was your favorite part of it? What did you like about Gwen it? Stefani telling everybody how drunk <laughs> Clint Boyer Clint Boyer was? That made Clint so uncomfortable. It did. He's like, "Hey, man, 
Yeah. Blowing I, me up. I, I, I was a little shocked by why he was acting so embarrassed by that. He I mean, doesn't. You know, Clint's funny. We all know that he's a fun-loving, wild yeah, goofball. that's who he is. But he doesn't want anybody to think that in certain moments. Who does he think he's fooling? You don't get to choose, Clint. You can't be... Uh, you know, you can't be one and the other, <laughs> no. depending on you know the time of day or whether you're wearing a tie or not. It's like it's like what Gronk acting like he's a banker uh, sometimes, yeah. but like hey, no, no, he's still Gronk. Yeah. Clint Boyer is our version of Gronk. That's right. Just own it. <laughs> uh, that after, was hilarious, yeah. by the way. Um, after the race, uh, Kyle Busch he goes on Sirius XM Morning Show. Kyle Busch did. He did. Yeah. And said that Joe Logano was two faced. <laughs> I didn't hear this. <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah. Are we sure that happened? Yeah, no, he did. He said, I guess what happened was they were in the Fox booth they did, or they did some, like, Fox thing. And uh, afterwards, Joey was like, hey, man, you know, can't wait to race against you today. Like, good luck. And then he did that on the track, and he said he's, he's two-faced. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's another – let's just say this uh, quickly. That is another great thing about the clash, the beating and banging, the short track racing, and all of that happening at the start of the year. This is perfect. Like – Get all these guys, trap them in a room, get them pissed off at each other. Name calling. And then start the season. Yeah, yeah. Joey Logano, you're meanie. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you said good luck before the race, and then you just went and went uh, 180. No, no. Yeah. But it's perfect. What trap an a Put them all in a closet. <laughs> Come on. Make them pissed off at each other where they can't stand each other, and then turn them loose and let them, and, that, and then the year begins. That is great. I, no, I'm with you on that. I'm just, here's a newsflash. All drivers are two faced if that's what we're defining two faced. Well, I see those driver intros. Everybody's like, they're big pals, you know? Big pals. Yeah. Hooting and hollering. Yeah. What is it? Joey Logano's two faced. Kyle, Kyle Bush is two faced. Yeah. How about that? Interesting. It'll be interesting to watch Kyle Bush this year because he is out from under the, 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 He's out from under the whatever, you know, whatever restrictions he may have felt at Joe Gibbs Racing. Joe Gibbs Racing, Hendrick Motorsports, Penske, uh, they all have a perception expectation, right? They, you know, Penske with the white shirts, the black pants, the, the you know, everything tucked in, everything pressed HMS, you know, and, and they used to have this sort of facial hair thing. Um <laughs> You canned that one, didn't you? Do, am I making sense though that there's a lot of these teams that sort of have you know you got it you got to tighten it up, right? yeah, for sure. Penske yeah. being the the biggest one, Penske well, and Hendrick. Kyle is free of any of whatever those restrictions yeah. may have been, right? And now I think uh, will be a little more outspoken. I mm. feel like man, <laughs> well I know yeah. to say that about Kyle's one. It, I think even more so, he's going to be like. Uh, he's he's pretty pretty much you know got free reign over however he wants to conduct business yeah. in my mind racing for Richard Childress. Richard Childress is not going to tell him how to act. No, Richard Childress is not gonna. Well, if he tells him how to act, it may be the antithesis of what uh, the other guys would have had. Yeah. But I just never took Kyle Busch as somebody that is uh, you know being careful on what he says mufflers so um everybody was up in arms about the mufflers coming into this race so i ran mufflers on my late mile stock car back in the 90s um and i never thought a second about it i mean you know we'd go we'd have to go to maybe um i think we put them on when we went to a couple different tracks we'd install them and not think nothing about it i didn't give a We'd put, you know, I was more than happy to put that muffler on the car to go race at whatever racetrack. And I was having the time of my life driving race cars. I didn't give a 
about mufflers then. I don't give a damn about them now. Uh, if putting a muffler on a cup car gets us to a certain racetrack, say like Nashville Fairgrounds, Fairgrounds by all means, M- muffle them up, bolt the damn thing on there. And you mentioned numbers moving forward. So that's something that we can unsee. That's an abomin- oh, that's man. an abomination Rough that's staring crap. you right in the face. <laughs> These mufflers are are hidden underneath the car. Who gives a sh- about that muffler? <laughs> so you're saying those numbers are louder than even the car uh, Listen, is that's being muffled. Every, I, I don't like the numbers moved forward. I I'm I'm getting you know I'll get used to it. I don't know about don't that. Don't love it. I think you're dying on that hill. I'm not. That's fair. That's that's hey. You ain't gonna die alone on that hill, though. The train, the train's gone and left the station. Yeah, I think it ain't so. coming back. It ain't coming back. No. Um, so I know the numbers will probably never end up back in the middle of the door, but I don't have to love it. Nope. And I can be honest about it. Yep. I don't love the numbers move forward. Not a fan of it. But the muffler, man, come on, put the damn muffler on. Let the muffler be there. I mean, it. I, whatever. Yeah. It's a big deal. Did you say the mother muffler? Let no. The mother, oh. <laughs> did no. I? No, he did not. The Dale Jr. Download is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. You going to any concerts this summer, man? I am. I'm seeing a concert in June. Hardy and Kit Moore. Love Hardy. In uh, Charlotte. I was so stressed getting the tickets. I'm going to be front row. I'm, I'm in the pit. When these tickets go out, man, I am online as soon as tickets open. I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, you, you know, you got to act quick. Yes. And when you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for a business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. Mm. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, and right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash Dale Jr. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Clash uh, reactions and overreactions. I mean, I, you know, this is basically... Justin Haley, he sits on the pole. What kind of year do you think Justin Haley uh, is going to have? Everybody the way everybody else to, acted. Everybody seems to be really high on Justin. Yeah, and you know what? I thought that was an overreaction, but did you see what he did after the race? Yeah, he uh, flew home, didn't sleep, and landed. Drove, drove to, to Florida. Florida, raced, sat on the pole or something. And won. And won. And then went to sleep. <laughs> it's, at least that's what he said. That's impressive. If Justin keeps doing those types of things, he's going he's gonna to gain a lot of respect and a lot of fans. Already has for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Truex, big rebound in 2023. He won his heat and the clash. I think he rebounds. There's been some changes in his personal life for whatever reason. I feel like that he was thinking retirement last year and now looks like a guy that could go two, three, four more years. Oh, yeah. Overreaction? Not an overreaction. I think that's fair. Michael McDowell, you know, I I mentioned Michael because he lost his crew chief to Hendrick Motorsports and Alex Bowman. They really are high on this guy, and um, I I felt like that that was one of the reasons why Michael had such a great year last year, and I was thinking, man, that's going to cause that team to regress. He went out and won the last chance race, beat a a few cars that I didn't know that they would beat. Uh, So I'm going to be keeping an eye on Michael. Okay. Seeing how that team performs this year. Had a great year last year. Can he at least match – some of that performance this year with the changes they've had. And to the point 
of the crew chief swap it Alex or uh, yeah Alex Bowman's car. Um, how well will he run this year? This is sort of a make or break year for Alex, I think. I agree with that. I think if Alex doesn't you know step up in performance a little bit, uh, some people will be thinking he might be on a hot seat. Yeah. And I know that my, Alex is going to hear this and go, yeah, I've been on the hot seat all my right. life. I've been on the hot seat every year is a contract year for me, da 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 But I honestly feel like that he's got a great op- – I expect him to have a great year. I think that they, you know, they're going to have uh, an improving performance. For whatever reason, they, they had plateaued him and, Early. Greg, him and Greg Ives. And so I think this change could be uh, a good one for Alex. We'll see. We'll see. He won races last year, so I mean, like, well, he ran good like at the Clash. I know the Clash is a, a temporary facility, not a real racetrack. I know mm. it is. So mm. you know, we you know can't what? Really, no pit road. We can't really, you know, we, we <laughs> could take take a little. It's a small sample size, right? And so, um, <laughs> so we've heard. <laughs> Roush, we mentioned this. Roush going home two years in a row. Both cars didn't make it. So this is a guarantee that NASCAR start, starts all thirty six entries next year. Come on, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way they let Roush miss three in a row, three years in a row. No way. That th- that might be true until Brad became a equity owner of the place. Now okay. they have no reason just to. Kyle give- Kyle Busch runs better this year than he did in Joe Gibbs Racing equipment last year. I think I don't think that's an overreaction. I think it's possible. Well, it's also. A fact. I mean, oh, you none think of, it's a fact? N- it's not n- even happened n- yet. None of the get. Oh, you're talking about in the uh, for the whole year. Uh, yeah. Oh no, I don't think that's going to happen. You don't think? You think he'll have some down yeah, days? I think he'll come back to earth. Coming back to earth. All right. Austin Dillon has a career best season, being pushed and aided by Kyle Busch's presence. I think that's more likely. I do too. Uh, Ryan Priest was his boy. They crowned him <laughs> champion. Was his reaction warranted? <laughs> Look, man. I'll be honest with you. Ryan's a great driver. I think he will absolutely mold into uh, a typical A-list, you know, top-top elite driver. That track combination, the car and everything, that right there was as close to comparable to his modified upbringing as it will ever get Right in cup-level competition. That was tailor-made to to see him shine, okay. right? That, 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 was, that was a great... You know, silver platter of of uh, ingredients that he should have succeeded in, and he did. He looked really, really good. Had a little issue with the with the fuel pump that cost him what he thought was the win of the race, possibly. Um, I think he'll have some high moments, but also I think there'll be some some back, back down to earth moments for right. for Ryan as well. Crowd attendance reaction, Mike. I you know I this could go either way. Was it a good crowd or a bad crowd? I think it was a fair crowd. I, I don't. Everybody made seem like that there was a, a problem there. I think it would, looked like a Bush Clash crowd is yeah. what it looked like. I'd like to see comparable pictures of last year versus this year. Was it was it more or less? I, don't know, I thought it they was. They said similar. last year it was fifty thousand. This year was like more like forty thousand. Listen to the uh, the spotters on door bumper <laughs> clear. By the time the actual race started, it was about what it was last year. So it, they said maybe it's like five thousand off here or there, but yeah. it's like you know it. They, they just were a late crowd, an yeah. L.A. late-arriving crowd. During the heat races, uh, somebody that was at the racetrack said, you know, noticed the comments about how there was nobody there. And they said, hey, I'm here, and everyone is outside the track, literally looking outside the track over the top of the Coliseum. You could see everybody was out in the, you know, the midway or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And that that is typical of, of the L.A., you know, mm-hmm. sports fan right. is a lot of times, man, it's like fourth inning of the baseball game and they're, they're just right. coming in. Yeah. Right. They don't show up at the parties on time. Yeah. 
And right across the street is the USC campus. So that's a lot. And I saw a lot of college kids, it looked like, in the stands. Yeah. And that's very typical. They were not going to show up right Never. away. Right. Yeah. And I, I noted, yeah, by the time the race started or halfway through the race, there was a, the crowd was good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on from the clash, uh, what's your, let's do some uh, way too early championship picks. All right. Ryan Priest here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. All right. Go ahead. Well, no, you, you, you I'm one? mine's Blaney. You're going Brian Blaney. Blaney, Blaney for the champion. Uh, I am going for his first cup championship, James Denny Hamlin. Jeez, Jeez. Yeah. that was both of mine. Yeah. There you go. The podcast I, is going to get him over the hump. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he needed all his life. I would say that um, I got a Final Four. <laughs> okay, let's hear Blaney, this. Denny, Trix, Bill. All right, hold on. Let me process this. Blaney, so Joe Gibbs Racing. Denny, the ho- all of Almost them. all of Joe you're Gibbs just, Racing. All right, so you're being facetious again. I got those three from – no, I'm not. I got those three from Joe Gibbs Racing going into the Final Four, and I don't think that Ty Gibbs makes the playoffs. Well, that's – okay, that's like – you don't think Hendrick Motorsports is going to have anything in the, in the Final Four? Uh, I think the five and the nine make the round of eight. Mm. Oh, so you even got your round of eight. Yeah. Do you got your 16? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Might as well just go ahead and hear the 16. My and round of 16, the four drivers <laughs> that get knocked out? Sure. <clears throat> give, it, give it to us. No, uh, I want the whole 16 drivers. Do you have all that? Yeah. He says yeah, he I want all 16. <laughs> that old facial cream gave him nothing but time. My apparently. God. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is ridiculous because, I mean, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah, it's a lottery. So the four, 23, 24, and the 16 are my round of 16 drivers. Gotcha. My round of 12 are the 48, 8, 45, and the 99. All right, hold on. You're going with card numbers here. We're just having 99. Okay. It's just easier I, for me. I got it. But yeah. maybe the listener needs a, a name to go with them. Yeah. No, not going to give them no. one? No. Okay, got it. Um, we get down into the season, maybe. We'll do names. Okay. <laughs> right. Get your pens out. Google it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So um, – so did you give it to us all? So you gave us your 16, your eight, Round of eight your is 12. One, yeah, you ra- give us your 12 <laughs> and your eight. All right. So round of four, Blaney, Denny, Truex, Christopher Bell. Yeah. Round of eight is Chastain, Logano, Larson, and Chase Elliott. Okay. The round of 12 would be Bowman, uh, Kyle Busch, Tyler Reddick, Ooh. Daniel Suarez. Ooh. Round of 16 is Harvick, Bubba Wallace, Byron, and A.J. Allmendinger. And Mm-mm. honestly, man, I would swap that stuff around a little bit as we go. But And yeah. I, could, I could see other people that I didn't list getting in. And I, I, start, I start early with this, right? February 7th, yeah. to be clear. And, as I, <laughs> and I keep this and sort of, you know, make notes and amendments to it as the season goes and see, you know, see how wrong I was. Can't wait to see this. In fact, we just gave Steve LaTarte something to bet on on Thursday. Yeah. O'Reilly Auto Parts, man, they are in the business of keeping your car on the road. They offer friendly and helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. You know the jingle? Oh, yeah. We're going to do the jingle at the end of this. Nice. I can't wait for it. Yeah. So listen. Listen to the end. They've got thousands (laughs) of parts and accessories in stock either in store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find just the right battery for your car. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fixed, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part 
or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you'll find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're knowledgeable, helpful, and best of all, they're friendly. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto. Do it yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com. That's O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly's Auto Parts. Ow! (laughs) (laughs) You better put that in there. Well, um... We should probably introduce our uh, our host for Ask Junior. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Andrew Curlin. How's it going? Hey, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Yeah. So um, Andrew is here and uh, is going to be helping us throughout the year. Um, well, I mean, Hannah is going to be back. Uh, she just happens to be, I think, on our honeymoon, right? Is he? She got married. Yeah. So, But Andrew is a full-time employee with Dirty That's Mo Media now. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah. Oh, Any yeah. more? I, I, I would say more than you helping expound us. on that? <laughs> no, no. I got What you. else is he doing? Oh, man, what is he not? Well, first of all, Next Level Pod That's right. and Next Level Video Series I is hosted to... by Andrew Curlin. Yeah. yeah, Mike and I were talking yesterday. It was cool to have Ken Squire have a residency on the Dirty Mo yeah. channels. You know, I yeah. feel like we got to really hear his stories over a few months. Yeah. A, a few people have reached out to me, Andrew, and said that that's probably the best long-form uh, Squire interview that they've heard. That's cool. Um, amazing <laughs> job by you. I appreciate you going all that way to get the, you know, get the content and make the effort to do that. Uh, and Andrew's going to be hosting Next Level throughout the rest of the year uh, with other incredible um, interviewees. So let's let's fire past Junior. Let's do it. All right, Dale, we are live. All right, everybody. Hey, it's uh, Dale Hart Junior here for the Dale Junior Download. You're <clears throat> you're obviously watching us on our Dirty Mo Media YouTube channel. And uh, me and Mike here recording our Tuesday edition of the Dale Jr. Download. Andrew Curlin is going to help us with our questions today that you guys have been sending in. So, Andrew, let's go. Yeah, this first one is from Charlie. He asks, how cool was the Hall of Fame experience this year? Especially, you know, did you have any stories with Matt Kenseth, Kirk Shelmerdine, and how was that whole time? <coughs> I was honored to be asked to go. It was interesting because um, Kirk asked me to – uh, intro, or induct him, right? Go up there and, and introduce him to the stage, and which was a big honor. I couldn't believe all the people that he's been connected to, has relationships with. He asked me to do it. We we had uh, Kirk in here mm-hmm. uh, on one of the shows, and he was like, "Man, I I felt bad how we, uh, you know, we we didn't really communicate much when I was a little boy. I'd go to the track, sit uh, sit out of the way, uh, and I didn't, you know, hardly hear. I didn't talk to them. They didn't talk to me much." Um, and he was like, man, I wish I would have talked to you more. I wish we would have integrated you more into what we were doing. Hmm. And, uh, so I was like, I thought that was really cool that he asked me to induct him. Matt got to choose who would go up on stage with him when he did his, uh, chat with Kyle Petty and he, he chose me and Robbie Riser. And I'm like, man, of all the people, right? Mark Martin, right. Jack Roush and, and all the other people that have been a part of Matt's career and life is his, his own wife. Right. Uh, then he asked me to go up there. And so, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I had, I had a lot to do at the event and just going as a new member, right. That was my first year to go to these functions as a, as a member and to be able to hang out and pal around and back slap with, 
Rusty Wallace and, and Jeff Gordon and all those guys. It was pretty entertaining. Yeah. And especially, you know, you and Matt in back-to-back years had to be pretty cool. It was. It was fun because, you know, Matt um, Matt outperformed uh, me, you know, at the cup level. He got the championship. Uh, he had a really, really solid career. And when we went to Homestead for my last year, uh, my last race, uh, we also felt like that might have been Matt's last race, right? They told me, they're like, man, uh, NASCAR's like, we're going to put you at the back of the grid so you can have room for your family, similar to what they did with Jeff Gordon, his last race at Homestead. So we're going to be down there at the, in, at the entrance to Pit Road at the back of the grid with, with whoever we want to celebrate this day with. And I said, well, you're not putting me back there by myself. You're putting Matt back there. So they put, they were like, oh, okay. And uh, I was like, yeah, I mean, this might be Matt's last race too. He hasn't announced a retirement. He hasn't, you know, but damn, you know, if, if it is, this will be awkward. So um, me and Matt, I don't know. I've always, we kind of always look out for each other a little bit, leaned on each other. There were a lot of things that we talked about early in our careers. Hey man, they're asking me to do this. You know, do you do that? Or what did you have to do? Or what did hmm. you say? Sponsors or NASCAR requirements and all these things, you know, and so we'd kind of bounce things off each other and, and help each other. This next one is coming from Spencer. And, and, you know, it's interesting. People always ask, you know, what's the path to becoming a driver? But he asks, I'm a mechanic and long wanted <laughs> to work for a NASCAR team. How would you go about doing that? Walk up to the door of this building <laughs> and turn in your resume. So it's as simple as that. Go uh, If you want to be a mechanic or anything in this business, you can literally find job opportunities on Twitter now. We were talking about this, Mike, about two years ago. Two or even, I mean, any time in the past, right? <clears throat> if we had a job opening for anything around here, I would say, why don't we just go on Twitter and say, hey, man, we need somebody to fill this role. And everybody would look at me and go, that's a dumb idea. We don't need to be blasting that on Twitter. I'm like, well, you, you need somebody to fill the position. Why don't you just promote? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the right avenues. Well, now... There's so much desperation to get people. You can't. Nope. Two years ago, on a Monday morning, there would be five people down there handing resumes in for mm. various roles. You know, hey, I want a job. This is what I'd love to do. Here's what I know. Nobody comes and hands in resumes anymore. And you got people, big organizations, Joe Gibbs Racing, going on Twitter. I need a road mechanic. I need a tire guy, a tire specialist. That's right. Somebody, please apply for this job. Dignity be damned. They're they're going out on social looking for. Why is this? What's going on? Is well, it just every every industry's kind of every industry must be having the same situation. I need. I got. Uh, we got a position. You know, we got multiple positions that we'd love to fill that are difficult to fill. Mm-hmm. That aren't that people aren't just walking in going, "Hey, man, I'm qualified for this job," and so. You know, we just used to have, you know, so many people that wanted to get into motorsports and didn't know how and didn't know, you know, that, that that could be mechanics that needed to be groomed. And it's just not as – I mean, there's we're literally sitting right next to the NASCAR Technical Institute that in all – you know, in my to my knowledge, is full of people that want to get in our industry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The and lunch hour traffic surely suggests it. Right. There's, there's plenty <laughs> yeah. of people over there. You know, and um, and and that might be the only uh, that might be the uh, where a lot of people end up going now because you know there used to be a big 
you know, big, big uh, pool of folks that were in the industry that you knew, a lot of names, a lot of people that would apply for jobs, but not so much anymore. Everybody's kind of, when they get out of the sport, they don't come back. They go back home to wherever they're from. They get into the family business or they start a new business so unrelated to racing. There's guys that I knew from HMS that I follow on uh, Instagram. Man, they're they're so far removed from motorsports, it's, it's ridiculous. They're charter captains, boats up in Alaska and, and I'm like, how did you get there? What did you, what is, how did you get from here to there, right? It's interesting times. It, yeah. is, it is challenging to kind of find uh, the positions that people need. I know that I uh, just saw yesterday on, on social media, Joe Gibbs Racing, their ARCA program, they're looking for a mechanic, a road mechanic. Great, I mean, a great paying job. Great, you know, yeah, you're on the road. That might be fun. Yeah, you know? with a reputable organization. I mean, man. If, so, in other words, if they're if 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 you're interested in getting to NASCAR, yeah. it seems like there's never been a better time. I think so. And literally, you can see where these jobs are popping up and opportunities to get them through social media now. Where, like you, you know, we talked about, you know, you never. Oh, yeah. We can't advertise on Twitter. That's silly. Um, now it seems to be like you say they're so desperate to get the role field. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, even a few years ago, you wouldn't see resumes being posted on social media, but I feel like I see them once a week yeah. these days. Uh, this next question is coming from Matt Reed, and uh, he said, NASCAR has become one of the new- most diverse forms of motorsports, from road courses, <laughs> short tracks, super speedways, dirt racing. What do you think about having a timed NASCAR race? Well, I'd, I would be great if it was 24 hours long. <laughs> um, I had this sort of... Yeah. I had this sort of debate over the last couple of years. When the Daytona 24-hour race comes around, the imagination starts going about like, man, could could NASCAR have its own version of a 24-hour race, or could we have a class entered into IMSA's 24 hours of Daytona? I say yes to all of that. You know, Bob Pockris and other people on social media will say, well, they're you know, how do you put you know the cars don't have lights? Well, they just showed us the. The, the garage 56 or whatever yeah has lights yeah it has lights and it's gonna run uh 24 hours of Le Mans. it is it is this car it's this cup car they've made some adjustments and stuff to it to make it to where it has more downforce and so forth but component wise it can't be far from where we are i've talked to doug yates he says the motors can handle it challenge them right it's a test of man and machine Trying to make uh you know that thing go twenty four hours, trying to get a driver to take care of that car for twenty four hours or a couple drivers, right? So um, <clears throat> I'm all for it. I would love to see our cup cars in some version of a endurance event. Definitely. Uh, this next question comes from Bob Cruckton. He says, uh, "We missed stories from you and the DJD when we were in the off season. Did you have anything fun happen to you uh, with you, Amy, the girls at home?" <laughs> I had something not so fun uh, happen. <laughs> Mike, you remember the Outlaw Fuel Additive? Yeah, they were a sponsor on the eight car. Yeah, yeah way on back the, on, when, on the rear quarter panel. Way back when I was like a rookie. Yeah, just before we met Outlaw. I yeah, remember a, that. <clears throat> Come in these little bottles about this size right here, and um, I found one of those bottles mm, probably a couple years ago in the back of a storage unit or something in the in the back of a shop, right? And I was like, holy moly, it's, and it still had the outlaw additive in it, but the, the cap, which was plastic, had disintegrated, lost, whatever, no cap, right? <laughs> disintegrated. That's, oh. a, that's a hell of an additive. <laughs> Disintegrates well, caps. Yeah. Probably when it's 15 years past expiration, that's the thing that happens, actually. <laughs> I was like, I'm looking at this bottle. I'm like, man, I got to 
take I got I'm I'm gonna take this up to my house and I want I wanted to keep it, but it had no cap on it. So I set this thing on top of I set this thing on top of a drink cooler, a glass door, open mm-hmm. up, get a water out, and that was sitting on a, a workbench. So standing in my shop in my garage, at, at home in my garage, workbench, drink cooler. Fuel additive bottle. <laughs> Without a cap. With no cap on it. Full of additive. Anybody know where full this of, is going? <laughs> full of 20-year-old additive. And so this drink fridge was freezing over in the back, inside right. on the interior. So I had a hammer and a screwdriver, a long screwdriver, and was chipping away at some of that ice. Just It's easy just to, to, to and it and the ice falls, and, it, and to get it off of the back of the coils. And so that freaking additive bottle tipped over on top of me mm. and poured down into my hat a brand new hat i might say and onto my hoodie and in onto my pants it spilled all over the counter it was everywhere this stuff was like soy sauce it was going <laughs> in places that didn't you know <laughs> yeah soy sauce just gets everywhere <laughs> is that what happens with soy sauce? i think you're right soy actually sauce now that i like think about magical. it right it can, you can't you can't actually undo those little packets of soy sauce without it actually spilling on you <laughs> everywhere that's a, that's a great point and so it's true yeah now my two-year-old is at school and i need to be there at 12 20 sharp oh to, to for her to get picked up i need to be standing at her door a couple minutes early and so uh it's time to leave mm. i'm supposed to be walking out the door and i got this all over me and so, and it stinks. So yeah, I was going to say, what does outlaw smell like when it's 20 years past? Gas? Yeah. I mean, it sounds it's like, just like gas. It's smelling like gasoline. Oh, God. I ran upstairs, took two showers, and uh, threw all the shit out. My clothes, they're junk. No. Not even worth washing. My hat, brand new hat. Had a new uh, Myrtle Beach Speedway hat that I'd gotten off the internet. And uh, that was a, that was, and I was, you know what? It was funny because... When I put that bottle up there about a year ago, I told myself, this is a freaking mistake. <laughs> and you no cap on that. And I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. And I was doing it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. This is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb as hell to put this up here. This is like perfectly positioned to fall on me. And it did. Said every guy at one point of our lives, right? I mean, like <laughs> we've all done it like, this is dumb, and yet I cannot not do it. So how long did it take to get this? I mean, you threw the clothes away, but like, did the two showers work? I mean, no. did you go to What's the school? What's the two like, showers? What's that? Huh? Like, did you take one shower? And you're like, this Got is out, not good. Like, yeah. Didn't work. I took one, and and uh, you know, I guess I call taking two showers basically wash my hair, wash my body, okay, and then do that process again. again. Right? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was just making sure, right? <laughs> I wish I could. Uh, 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 hear the comments or the or the thoughts of the people around you at the school because I mean you know school lines when you're picking up kids those are judgmental lines right yeah. there right you're all, you're always sizing up the other parents yeah of course you are yeah didn't we, did we talk about idiot the, the smells car. like yeah. gas yeah. <laughs> yeah with the clothes clearly that are wrecked <laughs> look at that jackass yeah. did we talk about that last year where I hit the horn accidentally in line no. oh my god. <laughs> Man, that's so embarrassing. And it is. Wow. So yeah. I'm in. I'm here, everybody. <laughs> the, I'm in line at the carpool line. It's long, right? It's snaking around. Oh yeah. And I'm. I, this is my job to get the kids. I love it. I, I take them to school, and most of the time, I pick them up. And so uh, 
we're sitting there and uh, mid, we're in the thick of the line. I, uh, Nicole wanted me to unbuckle her, man. And so I put the car, the truck in park and I'm, I turn around and I'm climbing back to get her. And somehow or another, my elbow or something hit the horn. <laughs> and you know, everybody's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, the <laughs> what person, are you horning for? Like, right, man, right. nobody, Ain't nobody move. going anywhere. You can't move. <laughs> the and person, I'm sitting there going, oh, shit. right. Right. <laughs> I'm, you know, race car driver, impatient, you know, let's go. Right. Right. You know, I thought for sure they were sitting there thinking that I hit that horn on purpose. No, I would have. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're the person right in front of you. Like, yeah. what a jackass. Why are you talking to me? So, and I you, pull, know, you know yeah. the drill. <laughs> so we pull up to the te- – all the teachers get the kids out of the car. We pull up, and the teacher goes, hey, man, and gets kids out. And I was so close to saying, you know, man, I messed up. I really didn't mean to hit the horn, but I, maybe you should have know. Right? I mean, there's all the te- – there's like six teachers, right? Right. One at each car. Right. And I was like, oh, should I tell her? Should I say anything? I was so nervous. Saying, yeah. And so I, I didn't say anything, and I pull out, and I have told Amy about what happened. And she goes, you didn't tell the teacher that you hit it accidentally? And I was like, I didn't know if she heard it. I didn't know if they were like, man, what's up with this jerk? <laughs> and so I didn't say anything. She goes, you should have said something. Yeah, you should have said something. Really? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I mean, really, think about the kids, man. I mean, like they, <laughs> so even to na- even now they still think. You, you, they- I wasn't thinking about the kids. I was thinking about like Dale. I'm like, yeah, it'd be embarrassing. I'd be like, yeah, I, I, my yeah. bad. Man, oh well. And then you spill fuel additive on on yourself, and they're like, isn't that the guy who also slammed the horn in the? In yeah, the same line? dude. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, they just knew. Like, Does y'all smell that gas? Must be the Earnhardt. Guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Must be Isla's dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good place to uh, wrap it up this week. All right. Thank you, Andrew. Appreciate it. Um, Like uh, Mike said, Hannah will be here throughout the year. Andrew filling in for this week. Uh, And um, thanks for all those those questions for Ask Junior. It's a lot of fun always, uh, you know, being able to go live. I think, you know, that's a good opportunity to talk about our live show. You know, we have Dirty Mo Media Live, right, Mike? Yeah. And those that's going to be happening weekly. Yeah, maybe even bi-weekly. Bi-weekly? Yeah. So twice a week? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Is that what bi-weekly means? We can, I think that's what it means. Um, <laughs> Did I get that wrong? <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah. Yep, yep I'm getting the uh, the approval. <clears throat> I was right. Yeah. Um, uh, but, yeah, we, we're going to do it as much as we feel like doing it. I mean, like, it's uh, actually called Dirty Mo Live. And Dirty Mo Live. Yeah, what did well, I say? Dirty Mo Media Live, but it's okay. It's an honest mistake. You wouldn't be the first one to make it. It won't be the last. But the fact <laughs> is, is that Dirty Mo Live is uh, uh, just available for us, and it's going to be much like this Ask yeah. Junior. So. Um, Ask Junior is going to stay live on YouTube every week, just like this. But I'm hoping that at some point we're doing this entire show, this entire Tuesday show with Dirty Air and Ask Junior live. Like all of Dirty Air would be live. We've talked about it. We want to get there. I know all y'all think that you just, well, I don't you just push the record button. What's the hard part about that? But there's a lot more to it. Uh, and, and we're just not, we're just not there yet, but we want to get there. Hopefully, maybe by the end of this year, we're we're doing doing the Tuesday episodes live. Yeah, I feel like you're giving you're me the, the eye. Well, no, no, you are you I cringing? Think, I think what you want am to I, say. Am I go ahead and you say it. I'm the one that's preventing that. Is that what you want to say? No, I just think that there's it's not as easy as mashing the record button. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Although you know, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, that's the we we hear you. I guess is the point here, right? <laughs> we hear the feedback, and we we understand that that, that that's what we want too, and we're going to try to get there. But uh, that would be fun. Make sure um, you know you guys keep the questions coming in. Appreciate it, and uh, 
thanks for uh, thanks for you know supporting Dirty Mo Media and all we do here. All right, everybody. Uh, that's the uh, that's the Tuesday show, February seventh, two thousand twenty three, episode four hundred nine. Dirty Air Ask Juniors in the books. Make sure you guys are tuning in tomorrow for our guest interview with Sterling Marlin on uh, Dale Junior Download. We enjoyed it today. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Check out Dirty Mode Media: Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. 